Chapter Twenty Nine of the Complete Works of Bran the Iconoclast, Volume One by William Cowper Bran. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by Tavarish. Twenty Nine, Life and Death. In a city beyond far seas there dwelt a youth, who claimed not land nor gold, yet wealthier was than sceptred sovereign, richer far than fancy ever feigned. The great round earth, the sun, the moon, and all the stars that flame like fireflies in the silken web of night were his, because garnered in the salvatory of his soul. And the bidded dew upon the morning glories, the crimson tins of dawn, iris-bended bow, and all the cloth of gold and robes of purple that mark the royal pathway of the descending sun, the perfume of all the flowers, the bubble's sensuous song, and every flowing line that marks woman's perfect form he hoarded in his heart, and gloated over as a miser does his gain. And the youth was in love with life, and held her to his heart as God's most gracious gift. Ah, beautiful was she, with her trustful eyes of blue, and hair of tangled sunbeams blown about a brow of alabaster, arms of ivory and bust whose rounded loveliness were a pulsing pillow where ever dreamed desire, beautiful beyond compare and sweet as odors blown across the brine from the island valley of Avalon, maddening as Lydian music in which swoons the soul of youth while all the passion in the blood beats time in delirious ecstasy. And youth and life build fair castles in the air with turrets of sapphire and gates of beaten gold wherein they dreamed the days away on a bed of thornless roses drained the chalice of the honeysuckle ate the lotus bud and thought of naught in all the world but love on this soft dalliance was born a son and life cried with falling tears now i am ashamed nay said the youth for i will hide our child within my heart and none shall know and life laughed and kissed the boy and called him ambition and hid him in the secret recesses of her lover's heart and gaily went and came as though her fair breasts had never burgeoned with a wealth of liquid pearl but the child was restless within its prison house and beat against the wall and grew day by day and fought with teeth and nails until the youth cried out in agony and life said mockingly hast not room enough within thy heart for one poor child to range that heart which holds the earth the sun and stars 
cast forth the foolish rubbish the rainbow and the flowers the incense and the summer sea make room make room for thine and mine though naught else doth remain he cast them forth with fond regret and ambition grew and filled his heart and strove with all his strength the youth looked no more upon the fair field flowers but thought only of the victor's wreath he heard no melody but fame's shrill trumpet rising ever louder on the blast and saw no beauty but in minerva's laurelled brow the cool sylvan path became a blinding mountain trail his hours of dalliance days of toil and nights of agony the hidden sun had become master of the sire and all the host of heaven melted into a single star which poured its baleful fire into his face the treacherous star of hope and so he strove with augmenting strength his goal the highest his guerdon the immortalis but oft he fell and cursed his folly for having left the flowery vale to beat against the barren mountain rocks but life upbraided him and with her soft breath fanned the paling star to brighter flame the star behind which lay the throne and death followed them shadowy indistinct like a spirit wrapped in mist and life mocked at death crying behold the envious trumpet doth follow to despoil me of mine own far how uncanny and how cold what lava would hang upon those ashen lips her bosom is marble and in her stony heart there flames no fire with her ambition perishes and the star of hope forever fades her house is a ghastly tomb her bed the granite rock her lover childless for her womb is barren and the youth glancing with a shudder at the figure in the mist drew close to life and echoed her words with trembling lip how uncanny and how cold thus fared he on through many a toilsome year to where no shadow falls to east or west to manhood's glorious noon he looked at the towering heights before him with undaunted eye measuring his strength against the walls of stone he glanced back and a chill swept over him for he was standing far up on the mountain side he was in a barren desert whose level waste stretched back to the pathetic tomb where love was left to starve and sweet content lay festering in her shroud fool cried life why looked ye back like wife of ancient lot now are ye indeed undone 
the voice was harsh and shrill and starting as from an uneasy dream he looked on life with wide-open eyes and soul that understood he found her far less fair than in the heyday of his youth when he reveled in her voluptuous charms and loved her well her face was hard and stern as that of some hag from hell the sunlight had faded from her hair the cestus of red roses become a poisonous serpent her fragrant breath a consuming flame her robe of glory a sackcloth suit begrimed with ashes torn by thorns and stained with blood thou hast changed a life he cried in horror not so she said the change is thine in youth you saw me not but only dreamed you saw she you loved was a creature of your vain imaginings i am life mother of that scurvy brat ambition she pointed upward saying behold thy star is gone and the shining goal hangs pathless in the heavens when the sun hath reached the zenith it must descend henceforth your path leads downward for every hour will sap your lusty strength and every step be weaker than the last until you sink into senility come my love you do not know me yet behold me as i am she cast aside her soiled and ragged robe and stood revealed in all her hideousness a thing of horror her breasts distilled a poisonous dew around her gaunt limbs aspics crawled her eyes were fierce and hollow and in one bony hand she held a scroll on which was writ the record of her frauds and follies her sin and shame come she cried mockingly let us on together you may caress me as in the days of old and i will answer with a curse hold me to your heart and i will wither it with my breath of flame praise me and i will requite you with dishonour and crown you with the gruesome chaplets of grief fool thou hast striven for a prismatic bubble bursting on the crest of a receding wave why scorned you gold and lands to grasp at castles in the air why dreamed of the demurgus when desiring harlots beckoned thee why dealt with open hand and unsuspecting heart when thrown mid a world of thieves hadst thou been content and not aspired to rise above the grossness the falsehoods and the folly which is life i would have loved thee well and deceived thee with a painted beauty to the end my foul breasts would have been to thee ever a fragrant bed of flowers you have invaded life's mysteries the penalty whereof is pain you have looked upon the past behold the future 
he looked and saw a tortuous path winding downward through bogs and poisonous fens and bitter pools in the far distance an old man tottering beneath his weight of years stood leaning on a staff reading a riddle propounded by a sullen sphinx and striving with failing intellect to understand cui bono nearby was an open grave beside which an angel of mercy stood and beckoned him thou hast tarried long my lover she said in a low sweet voice that was the distant note of aeolian harp or summer zephyr soughing through the pines with a cry of gladness he cast himself into her cool arms she touched his tired eyes with her soft white hands she pressed a kiss upon his lips that drained his breath in an expiring gasp of pleasure all passionless and cradled upon her bosom like a weary child he fell asleep the burden and its bearer hallowed by a pale glory as of saint elmo's fire sank into the open grave yet the sphinx sat stolidly holding the painted riddle in his stony hand cui bono but there was none to answer the path faded like the phosphorescent track of a ship in midnight waters and all was dark he turned fiercely to life a question on his lip but ere he could utter it she had answered with a bitter shrug the angel with the pitying eyes the beauteous one my rival death so uncanny and so cold all who love me leave me for this sorceress and she holds them neath the magic of her spell forevermore but what care i i do take the grain and give to her the husk i drink the wine and leave the lees mine the bursting bud hers the withered flower go to her and thou wilt i have slain ambition and blotted thy foolish ignis fatus from the firmament for thee the very sun henceforth is cold the moon a monstrous wheel of blood the stars but aged eyes winking back their tears as they look upon thy broken altars and ruined fanes the grass grown green above the ashes of thy dead go i want thee not for thou hast seen me as i am i am for the red wine and wild revel where in folly's cup still laughs the bubble joy for the idle daydream and the sensuous dance the fond kiss of foolish love and the velvet couch of lust then death came and stood near him beautiful with a beauty all spiritual and world of pity in her eyes but he shrank from her with a shudder seeing which she said am i indeed so cold i who warm the universe 
is the bosom of mercy to be feared and the breath of peace despised what is life that she should mock me this hideous harlot whose kisses poison and whose words betray is she not the mother of all ills behold her demoniac brood hate and horror discord and disease pride and pain she is the creature of time the slave of space she is the bastard spawn of heat and moisture was engendered mid the unclean ooze of miasmic swamps in the womb of noisome fens and i i am empress of all that is or was or can ever be come dwell with me and all the earth shall be thy home thy period eternity wouldst live again then will i make of thy clustering locks grasses to wave in the cool meadows green of thine eyes fair daisies that nod in the dewy dawn of thy heart a great blush rose worn between the breasts of beauty of thy body an oak to defy the elements of thy blood a wave breaking in slumbrous thunder upon a beach of gold of thy breath the jasmine's perfume of thy restless spirit the living brand that crashes in thunder peal above the storm why press the cruel thorn into thy heart the iron into thy soul thus do i clasp thee to a bosom ever true and shield thee from the slings and arrows of the world thy hot heart beats faint and ever fainter gainst its pulseless pillow until it ceases with a sigh and thou art mine and eternal peace is thine end of chapter twenty nine life and death recording by tabarish